0: Friends, listeners, hello. Welcome to the Voice of Love broadcast, where we can experience God's love and start on a new journey. I am your host, Catherine Mills. Today, we'll be sharing with you some recitations of God's words. This program will air at the same time every week. If you'd like to enjoy more inspirational programming— please check out the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, And Jehovah God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And Jehovah God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. I've read these verses of Scripture many times, and my simple understanding is that after God created Adam and Eve, He set them within the Garden of Eden and told them what things they were permitted to do and what things they weren't, and what the consequences would be if they did anything they weren't permitted to do. Dear friends, how do you understand these verses? If you listen to the following recital of God's words, however, to your amazement you will discover the background to these verses— and that hidden behind them is the painstaking care of God that we have never known of before.
1: Did you get anything out of these verses? How does this part of the scriptures make you feel? Why was God's command to Adam extracted from the scriptures? Do each of you now have a snapshot of God and Adam in your minds? You can try to imagine, if you were the one in that scene, what would the God in your heart be like? What emotions does this image make you feel? This is a moving and heartwarming picture. Though there is only God and man in it, The intimacy between them is so worthy of envy. God's profuse love is gratuitously bestowed upon man, surrounds man. Man is naive and innocent, unencumbered and carefree, blissfully living under God's eye. God shows concern for man while man lives under God's protection and blessing. Every single thing man does and says is closely linked to and inseparable from God. You can say that this is the first command God gave man since creating him. What does this command carry? It carries God's will, but it also carries his worries for mankind. This is God's first command and it is also the first time God worries about man. That is to say, God has had a responsibility toward man since the moment He created him. What is His responsibility? He has to protect man, to look after man. He hopes man can trust and obey His words. This is also God's first expectation of man— It is with this expectation that God says the following Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. These simple words represent God's will. They also reveal that God's heart has already begun to show concern for man. Among all things, only Adam was made in God's image. Adam is the only living thing with God's breath of life. He can walk with God, converse with God. That is why God gave him such a command. God made it very plain in this command what man can do as well as what he cannot do. In these few simple words, we see God's heart. But what kind of heart do we see? Is there love in God's heart? Does it have any concern in it? God's love and concern in these verses can not only be appreciated by people, but it can also well and truly be felt. Isn't that so? Now that I've said these things, Do you still think these are just a few simple words? Not so simple, right? Could you see this before? If God personally told you these few words, how would you feel inside? If you are not a humane person, if your heart is ice cold, then you wouldn't feel anything. You wouldn't appreciate God's love and you wouldn't try to understand God's heart. But if you are a person with a conscience, with humanity, then you would feel differently. You would feel warmth. You would feel cared for and loved, and you would feel happiness. Isn't that right? When you feel these things, how will you act toward God? Would you feel attached to God? Would you love and respect God from the bottom of your heart? Would your heart grow closer to God? You can see from this just how important God's love is to man. But what is even more crucial is man's appreciation and comprehension of God's love. The words that God enjoined
0: on Adam back then are of such deep significance They are filled with God's feelings of worry, concern, and pity for man. God knows that man is incapable of telling good and evil apart, and He knows also that not for one moment does Satan leave man's side, and that it waits always for the opportunity to corrupt them and devour them. God has no desire to see the mankind whom He created with His own hands be harmed by Satan, and so He gave them an earnest warning in the hope that they would believe and heed His words. In this way, mankind would live a life of eternal bliss and joy within the Garden of Eden. Next, let's enjoy the song, How Important God's Love for Man Is, and appreciate once more God's love and care for man.
2: The scene painted in the Bible God's command to Adam Is both touching and heartwarming Although the picture contains Only God and man The relationship between the two Is so intimate we start to feel. in blue
0: hearts are moved by this touching rhythm and these words of sincerity and warmth. Feeling God's love, my heart fills with feelings of attachment to God. Now, let's keep listening to the recital of God's words.
1: Let's take a look at the line. To Adam also, and to his wife... Did Jehovah God make coats of skins and clothed them? If we don't fellowship about this line of the scriptures today, you might never realize the connotations behind these words. First, let me give you some clues. Expand your imagination and picture the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve living in it. God goes to visit them, But they hide because they are naked. God cannot see them, and after he calls out for them, they say, We dare not see you, for our bodies are naked. They do not dare to see God because they are naked. So, what does Jehovah God do for them? The original text says, To Adam also and to his wife, Did Jehovah God make coats of skins and clothed them? Now, do you know what God used to make their clothes? God used animal skins to make their clothes. That is to say, the clothing God made for man was a fur coat. This was the first piece of clothing God made for man. A fur coat is an upmarket clothing item by today's standards. Something not everyone can afford to wear. If someone asks you, What was the first piece of clothing worn by mankind's ancestors? You can answer, It was a fur coat. Who made this fur coat? You can further respond, God made it. That's the main point. This clothing was made by God. Isn't that something worth noting? Now that I've just described it, has an image emerged in your minds? There should at least be a rough outline of it. The point of telling you this today is not to let you know what man's first piece of clothing was. So then, what is the point? The point is not the fur coat, but how to know the disposition and being and possessions revealed by God when he was doing this thing. In this image of, to Adam also, and to his wife, did Jehovah God make coats of skins and clothed them, what kind of role does God play when he is with Adam and Eve? Under what kind of role does God appear in a world with only two human beings? As the role of God? Some of you think God appears as a family member of Adam and Eve, while some say God appears as the head of the family, and others say as a parent. All of these are very appropriate. But what is it that I'm getting at? God created these two people and treated them as his companions. As their only family, God looked after their living and also took care of their basic necessities. Here, God appears as a parent of Adam and Eve. While God does this, man does not see how lofty God is. He does not see God's paramount supremacy, His mysteriousness, and especially not His wrath or majesty. All he sees is God's humbleness, his affection, his concern for man, and his responsibility and care toward him. The attitude and way in which God treated Adam and Eve is akin to how human parents show concern for their own children. It's also like how human parents love, look after, and care for their own sons and daughters. Real, visible, and tangible. Instead of putting himself in a high and mighty position, God personally used skins to make clothing for man. It doesn't matter whether this fur coat was used to cover their modesty or to shield them from the cold. In short, this clothing used to cover man's body was personally made by God with his own hands rather than creating it simply through the thought or miraculous methods as people imagine, God had legitimately done something man thinks God could not and should not do. This may be a simple thing some might not even think as worthy of mentioning, but it also allows all those who follow God, but were previously full of vague ideas about Him, to gain an insight into his genuineness and loveliness and to see his faithful and humble nature. It makes insufferably arrogant people who think they are high and mighty bow their conceited heads in shame in the face of God's genuineness and humbleness. Here, God's genuineness and humbleness further enables people to see how lovable he is. By contrast, the immense God, lovable God, and omnipotent God in people's hearts is so small, unappealing, and unable to withstand even a single blow. When you see this verse and hear this story, do you look down upon God because he did such a thing? Some people might, But for others, it will be the complete opposite. They will think God is genuine and lovable, and it is precisely God's genuineness and loveliness that moves them. The more they see the real side of God, the more they can appreciate the true existence of God's love, the importance of God in their hearts, and how He stands beside them at every moment. At this point, we should link our discussion to the present. If God could do these various little things for the humans he created at the very beginning, even some things that people would never dare think of or expect, then could God do such things for the people of today? Some people say yes. Why is that? Because God's essence is not fake, his loveliness is not fake. Because God's essence truly exists and is not something added on by others, and certainly not something that modifies with changes in time, place, and eras. God's genuineness and loveliness can truly be brought out through doing something people think is unremarkable and insignificant something so small that people don't even think he would ever do god is not pretentious there is no exaggeration disguise pride or arrogance in his disposition and essence he never boasts but instead loves shows concern for looks after and leads the human beings He created with a faithfulness and sincerity. No matter how much of it people can appreciate, feel, or see, God is absolutely doing these things. Would knowing that God has such an essence affect people's love for Him? Would it influence their fear of God? I hope when you understand the real side of God, you will grow even closer to Him and be able to even more truly appreciate His love and care for mankind, while at the same time also give your heart to God and no longer have any suspicions or doubts toward Him. God is quietly doing everything He is for man, doing it all silently through His sincerity, faithfulness, and love, but he never has any apprehension or regret for all that he does, nor does he ever need anyone to repay him in any way or have intentions of ever obtaining anything from mankind. The only purpose of everything he has ever done is so he can receive mankind's true faith and love. Do
0: you gain an appreciation of God's genuine love for man from His frank and explicit words? When God made clothing for Adam and Eve, He could have done it with a word or a thought, but He didn't. Instead, He made them clothing with His own hands. This allowed me to see that God's love is not vague or empty, but is very real and true. Something that moved me even more was that God did not abandon Adam and Eve because of their betrayal. But on the contrary, He still treated them as His own family and did everything to care for them and watch over them, just like a parent would do for their own child. There really are no words to express God's love. Now, here is the song God treats man as his dearest one.
3: God creates
0: From God's creation of all things, from His sovereignty and management of all things, and from His careful creation of a suitable environment for mankind to live in, we can see that God truly spends every second on mankind. God has done all this for man, and yet has never professed His efforts to man or asked for anything in return. After Adam and Eve were corrupted by Satan, God began His plan to save mankind. And from His work of issuing the laws and commandments as recorded in the Old Testament, to the work of redemption He did when He personally became flesh and was crucified as recorded in the New Testament, and then to the work of the last days as prophesied in the book of Revelation, we are able to see that God's work to save man Proceeds step by step And that it is sincere Real and true As long as we believe in him And obey him Then we will gain his blessing Well friends That's it for our program today Thanks for listening If you'd like to enjoy Even more music videos Recitations of God's words choral works, musicals, stage plays, and gospel films, please visit the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org. You can also email us at info at almightygod.church or call our gospel hotline at 1-347-422-1980. May God bless us. See you next time.